Welcome to the Sales Development Podcast, the only audio forum focused and dedicated to helping sales development professionals get better at their jobs and push the practice of sales development forward. This is a place for practitioners in the trenches every day getting it done, whether they're called SDRs, BDRs, ADRs, or others. It's a team charged with creating pipeline out of inbound lead activities and outbound approaches. My name is David Delaney, and I'm the host of the Sales Development Podcast. If you've got subjects you'd like to hear covered on the show or guests you'd like to hear from, hit me up via email at david at tenbound.com or LinkedIn or Twitter, or be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, or wherever you found us. And good afternoon, everybody. I am on the line with Jake Shaffron, the manager of sales development at Discover Org. Jake, thank you so much for making some time for the Sales Development Podcast. Yeah, my pleasure, David. Happy to be here. Yeah, and just before the show, we were going through some stuff. Jake, I had initially reached out to you because I noticed your background is, you know, you came up as an SDR and obviously did a great job over at Discover Org, and now you're moved up into a management position. Could you tell us a little bit about your background and sort of how you made that transition over the last couple of years? Sure. Happy to. So uh, I guess I'll start with my pizza days. Uh, Oddly enough, I had lived in Florida for a little bit and was working at a pizzeria. Um, Needless to say, decided to start putting uh, my degree to work a little bit here, getting into the professional world and kind of stumbled into sales development. You know, I had applied for a company who's headquartered uh, down south, didn't really know what I was getting myself into. I kind of had the vision, I think, as most do. Uh, to start with, of uh, almost like a boiler room type situation, right? In any event, so I was a SDR at a different company. I had come to Discover Org with the initial intent of actually being an account exec, and I think that's a, a logical progression for a lot of folks as well. At the time that I had come on board, uh, this is going back a couple of years now, there wasn't necessarily a strong need for an account exec position. However, as Discover Org had really started to hit the stride and, and got to this inflection point, it was recognized fairly quickly that, okay, we really need a cohesive and an actual sales development team. And never before did that exist. So when I came on, I was, in fact, to your point, David, an individual contributor, uh, just grinding it out, making a ton of calls. And I think I went into this role kicking and screaming a little bit, going from SDR to SDR. But what I quickly realized is there was a ton of opportunity here to really dig into the process, um, to obviously generate some revenue, generate some meetings, and really make the entire thing scalable to a point where we're at today. So to put some perspective behind that, I was the third SDR here. We now have roughly 25 between two different offices. So a lot of it was uh, just being you know, on the phones constantly and being persistent and making sure that I was going through my daily workflows and in, do- in so doing, excuse me, um, like l- really looking to see where we can build in some processes again and just making a ton of recommendations to, uh, you know, C- our CEO, Henry, or our VP of sales, Henry, uh, Patrick, excuse me, or our other VP of sales, Steve. And from there, just kind of evolved into, hey, look, as this team scales up, we really need someone to be at the helm and uh, drive the output. So that's kind of how I got to where I am today. Nice. And so you you touch on a lot of different aspects. I think any of the SDRs that are listening to this will be familiar with in that you've been an SDR for a while and other opportunities are coming up, but they might be also SDR jobs. 
And it seems like you looked at it and said, okay, looks like a great company. I will be an SDR again, but I see a future here. And eventually you made that future for yourself versus just turning down the opportunity outright. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. And I, and I think, you know, looking back, I'm glad that I did. I mean, everyone wants to to move up in some capacity, whether that's to a team lead or, or management or to uh, an actual closer. Though when we do the promotions here, we do so from within. And I think there's a lot, there's a ton of value in there. You know, look, yeah, sales development work is by and large similar from company to company. But in my opinion, anyway, there's something to be said for really understanding the value prop of you know, what you're selling and being able to articulate the value and overcoming the objections. And from there, having that evolve into something, uh, something upstream a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And then you also mentioned something really important, which is you came in, you were one of the very first SDRs, and you started to identify gaps in the process or the lack of processes, and then bringing those to the CEO and, and to the VP to say, hey, I've identified this and here's a solution that I think that we should try and stuff like that. So you were, you were like actually kind of developing a scalable process and helping to deliver that to the executive so that they had one less thing to worry about basically. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think the culture here is such that good advice doesn't fall on deaf ears and even bad advice doesn't fall on deaf ears. It's really, uh, and I'm fortunate in this respect. I think we all are. But it's really a company and a culture such that, you know, the best ideas and changes come from, from within. And there's not a lot of bureaucracy that goes with it. When a good idea is recognized, it's implemented. Um, so I think that's really allowed me to, to evolve as I have and to progress to the point I am today. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, I think also something from your story that sticks out for me that would be super valuable to SDRs is, hey, the executives are trying to solve very, very complicated problems. They definitely need help. And especially as you're an SDR going through the process yourself every day and coming up with things that aren't necessarily working, can you suggest things that you think would work and, you know, present solutions, you know, to help move the thing forward? That, that's leadership, you know what I mean? And that's, that's being a leader on the team, even if you're, you, your title doesn't necessarily reflect that. You're becoming a leader and um, and then you're not you don't have a sense of entitlement like, hey, you know, I've been around for 18 months and now I want to become a manager. Instead, you know, the way that you did it is like, you know, dig in, figure stuff out, bring solutions and and take it from that point of view. Yeah. And I think there's something to be said for that. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I definitely uh, <laughs> when the time was appropriate, I asked. But I mean, I think that's the cool thing about like being an SDR in general, or just like sales dev is that. Look, we're on the front lines. You know, it's more times than not, if you're talking to a prospect, you are the first impression that they get of whatever company you're with. So when you hear how they're responding to maybe it's a new product or a new pitch you're trying out, or, you know, maybe you're, you're tweaking the value prop or whatever it is. I mean, I, I think that a lot of times, uh, unfortunately, that feedback doesn't really make it up the food chain as much as it possibly should or potentially could, I guess. So I know, I know here, you know, we're constantly trying new things. It's a pretty agile organization as a whole, um, as my last one was too, you know, but any sort of feedback, feedback like that, I mean, it's huge. Even now, I mean, as I've moved into this managerial position, 
you know, I, I encourage the, my team to, Hey, look, if something's working well, don't sit on it, share it with the team, you know, like, look, I, I think sales development, it's not exactly a team sport per se, right? Because it's all individual contributors, but at the same time, we are in fact part of a team. And just because you're doing well, doesn't mean the guy or gal sitting next to you can't also do well. So like share ideas. The flip side of that, and in fact, I spoke with uh, a guy on my team uh, last week about this. He was having an issue with a workflow. And it's like, look, if you're having that issue, chances are so, so are those around you. So any sort of feedback, I think positive, positive or negative, in my best estimation, is a good thing. Oh, for sure. And I think that's something that SDR managers can really focus on is becoming a conduit of that data collection and getting it to the right place and making sure that it's of value to various parts of the organization. For example, if um, the, the SDRs are hearing something from the marketplace that could benefit your marketing department or product or, you know, uh, other salespeople who are doing closing calls, you know, let's air that out. I mean, it's, it's not just like, hey, make a bunch of calls and set a bunch of meetings, you know, and if you don't make your meetings, then get out of here. You're devaluing all the work that the SDRs are doing and all the data that they're collecting that doesn't necessarily add to the set KPIs that you have in place. So, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, I love that. So let me switch gears a little bit. I'm a huge fan of clean data, as I'm sure everybody is that listens to this. And there's a few vendors out there that are doing amazing work, including DiscoverWork. How do you guys, if you pull back the curtain a little bit, how do you guys use DiscoverWork at DiscoverWork? And, <laughs> and you know, make sure that you must be super experts in utilizing all the different features and benefits. So tell us about how you know, DiscoverWork uses DiscoverWork. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, it's funny, David, it's, it's a unique situation to be in here because on the one hand, what we're selling is a sales development tool, right? I mean, it is the data to, to your point. Um, and then the other cool thing about it is just how it plays with all the other workflows overall. Uh, I mean, I think sales development as a whole is just a really essential piece to any organization now. And I mean, look, we're in the limelight. Um, you know, every company is talking about ABM and SDRs, but in any event, to answer your question directly. So, yeah, I mean, what we do is just like for our clients, we profile our ideal prospects or the companies. Right. So we'll build out the organizational charts or org charts from the C-level on down. So for us and our purposes, that's going to be, um, well, CEOs and anything C-suite, uh, sales, marketing, business development. Now, the way that it works is our SDRs, they have uh, their list of accounts, and we have our integration set up. We're a Salesforce shop. We have uh, the native app hooked up for us. So the way that it works is if you hand me Widget Corp, okay, I log into Salesforce. Within my Salesforce instance, I see the Discover Org tab. So again, the companies or the org charts that our research team is building out. And then I can cherry pick the folks I want to contact. I go click, click, click. These are the folks I want to call from Widget Corp. I push them into our CRM, and then I have their direct dials. Then I have their validated email addresses, and I'm off to the races booking demos. Nice. Okay. And do you guys use any sort of cadence product on top of Salesforce, or is it just straight up using your Salesforce record for that? As far as uh, email cadence? Email, phone calls, uh, sales loft, outreach, persist. There's a bunch of different ones that people use, or some people sure. don't. 
Yeah. 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 We use outreach um, and we do integrate with outreach as well. We integrate with sales loft as well. So it's really nice. Right. Um, we run sort of an ABM play. I mean, I would say it's an ABM play, but we'll have different sequences or cadences for company types. So for us, there's not necessarily different verticals we're focusing on. I mean, the common denominator for the companies we're prospecting into is they're selling into uh, one of a few departments. So IT, that was our, that's been our bread and butter. We've expanded to marketing, finance departments, HR departments, sales departments, and product development departments. So for us, if you are, say, targeting um, IT, okay, and then within the IT department, you are looking to speak with a security group. We'll put you, or I should say uh, the SDRs, can drop you into a sequence specific to security. So all of the messages is going to messaging is going to be around the security space, you know, contacting the CISOs or talking about um, endpoint versus cybersecurity versus network security. And this all sounds fancy, by the way, but I know just enough to be dangerous, right? I know all the buzz terms, and then uh, I let the uh, the calls and the emails kind of do the rest. Yeah, no, that's super helpful. And let me ask you this. Do, do your, your SDRs make the cadences themselves and, and put them in, or the sequences? Um, do they build those themselves, or is there sort of a centralized marketing resource that helps you to put those in, and then they just kind of run the engine? You know, it's funny you ask. I had hung up a call with one of our clients, as a matter of fact, and we were talking to this very point. So it's a combination of both. I, I personally write a lot of the uh, sequences that go out, as does our VP of sales. Uh, we also lean on marketing. In fact, we just had a thread going back and forth this morning with our CMO, Katie, and we were speaking to how we do some persona-based marketing for our clients, right? So we'll have uh, sequences specific to sales versus marketing, but she and I are going to tag team, uh, putting together some different messaging specific to the marketing persona. Right. So there is some sort of uh, centralizing that goes on among myself and a few others here. But we also encourage some autonomy. Right. So, you know, the SDRs will, in fact, write their own sequences. Now, usually, you know, I'll take a look at them to make sure the message is consistent. But what I like about that is, look, like I'm not perfect. You know, there's uh, I mean, I think I think anyone who says that is just blowing smoke to an extent. Right. But. I think the team here and in general, I mean, look, SDRs, there's, everyone has their own style and their own little uh, tricks and tips that they do. So I might not think of something or maybe, uh, you know, one of the guys here, their voice is just or their message is doing better. It's like, hey, look, why not share that? Right. Like we can this goes back to the earlier point. But if we can all learn from each other. I think a lot of that is giving the SDRs the freedom to really, you know, try new things and to not be handcuffed to, to what's out there already. Yeah, no, exactly. And the other part of that is that what I like about the sequence products is that they they give the SDR the chance to really customize the messages. I mean, it's not just, uh, you know, sending out hundreds of spam messages. I mean, you can you can spend the the three by three, right? You have three minutes to find three relevant things to your communication. And so you don't end up just spamming people from your sequence. Um, you know, I, that, I think that that's, that puts that in their hand and maybe, you know, building the, the initial framework is something that you can do with the marketing team, make sure that, you know, you've got the exact message, but you know, it's all about that customization that it allows you to do. Right. And then it, and then it it's also the workflow. So it's like I know that I 
sent a customized email yesterday. Now it's today I need to call and, and make sure that I get in touch with them over the phone. Yeah. And I think for us, that goes back to the, the quality of the data again, right? I mean, it's look, because we use our own product, we'll have really, really good insight into, you know, granular titles. So look, like if I'm going to send some, some samples and you're the, uh, say, RVP of sales for California, well, I'm going to make sure that whatever I send is, is California-centric, right, not New York. But I think how that manifests itself to a larger audience is, look, if you're going to do a vertically-based sequence and that vertical is healthcare, well, you know, make sure that the folks are in healthcare. Or if they're selling into a specific segment or certain types of titles, make sure it's that, right? So if you look at HR, for example, I came from an HR um, space before being at Discover Org. So for us or for that specific company, the target audience was specifically folks in charge of learning and development. So if you have the granularity into what the different job functions are, you don't spin your wheels calling just VPs of HR. Maybe they're in charge of payroll or maybe they're in charge of the benefits or something else. You can really, really customize your message. So not only is it going to folks directly in charge of learning development, but you start folding in those other ABM approaches, right? The vertical or geography or, or revenue range or, or, you know, whatever else it is. And I think that's when those sequencing tools are really, really powerful because it's so personalized and the response rates and just click rates go through the roof and the demos are just that much better when you can book them. Yeah, you got to have the clean data. And then it's the, the holy grail is like, how do you personalize at scale so that you, you can personalize without spending all day writing one email? <laughs> and you got you to gotta also have the volume, but you can't spam people. I mean, they just tune it out, right? So how do you personalize at scale? And it sounds like something that you guys have figured out to some extent. And, you know, the other question I would have is you're out on the floor, you're talking to SDRs. Are there any trends or anything that you've seen? It just doesn't work anymore. Like, you know, whatever it might be. Is there anything that people should just steer clear of at this point? Because from your experience, hey, it's just not working. Yeah, I think there's two things. I think on the email side of things, the whole alligator email, it's just kind of played out at this point. Like, <laughs> I think people are just like, look, they, they know that this is uh, <laughs> just that. I mean, it's, it's a bogus email, right? Um, Wait, so I think if, just, if, if people don't know what the alligator email, I mean, it's a legend now in the SDR community, but if people don't know what the alligator email is, could you give them a quick download of that before you move on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point. So it's something, and I think there's a lot of different iterations of this, but it's something like, uh, you know, hey, David, you must be uh, stuck in an alligator pit because you haven't gotten back to me. Um, if that's in fact true, hey, A, you know, or if, uh, what is it? Like, uh, if you want to don't hear from me, hit, hit B or, or something like that. It's like, a, it's like a series of multiple choice questions that it's kind of tongue in cheek and plays in this whole thing of you must be stuck in an alligator pit or you must be stuck under a, a rock or something like that. Right, exactly. And it's usually the tail end of a five touch cadence and you're just like kind of trying to be funny at the end. But, you know, now everyone's got that in their cadence. And so it's like, come on, let's think of something else. But anyway, so you've seen that that hasn't been working as effectively as it did a couple of years ago. Yeah, I think it's just kind of, again, played out. I mean, I, I think that uh, a lot of people have done it. And look, it did work well to begin with, right? That's why so many people have used it. But something new, I mean, we I always mispronounce, is it GIFs or GIFs, whatever it is. We've been playing with that. I think the, the trick with that, though, is you really have to know your audience. So if you're targeting um, more of a, how shall I say, uh, entrenched individual or, or vertical or company type, the GIFs don't necessarily work as well. But if you're targeting some folks who are a little bit younger, I, I think those yield a high response. So that's one thing we've been playing with. 
Um, and it seems to, it works, and, you know, and be cute. We'll have ones with, you know, crickets. I hear the crickets chirping, but I don't hear you or something like that. And again, I mean, at that point, to your point, it, it's, it's the end of a sequence and it's a Hail Mary, you know? Right. Yep. Yep. Um, and you know, sometimes it, it might not make it to their inbox, you know, if, if they've got like a spam filter or something to so them, it's just an X and you're just like, okay, they just lost the whole meaning of that. Um, and you know, one thing I've heard that people are getting results, uh, from was sending little videos and there's different vendors out there that where you can upload a video of you specifically talking to the prospect and then you can track it back on the links and stuff like that. Um, any, have you guys tried video at all or is that something? Yeah, we've played with it on, uh, the customer success side of things. Um, it's something that's definitely on the radar here in the sales development side. We haven't really implemented it as of yet, but it's certainly something we want to try. And I've read the same things that that's definitely yielding some results. I think in general, anytime you can, again, personalize or just make yourself stand out from the pack, like any way you can do that. I mean, you got to think folks are just getting inundated with emails and calls and it's nonstop. So if you can kind of just like cut through the noise, both in your approach, but also in like your messaging and make sure like they care about what you're saying, you're just better suited. You know, I, I don't really think that most people care about some lofty pitch anymore in an email. It's look, here's the problems we solve and here's what this means for you. Like that has always gotten us way more responses than just, hey, here's Discover Oregon. We profile IT departments and da-da-da-da-da-da-da, right? So I think a combination of those things helps uh, with the email responses, certainly. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. It's for SDRs on the line or SDR managers, it's like thing number one that I always start with is what are the pain points? But in the industry that we're calling on, what are the pain points? What are people dealing with? What is something that they're trying to solve? And let's, first of all, really understand those pain points and then really understand the personas that we're going after. And, and you know, hey, we might be sending an email or giving them a call right in the middle of the day, but if we're hitting on something that they're grappling with and our product can actually help with, then you're going to have a much better response, right, than what you mentioned, like, hey, look at all these cool features that we have, and, you know, who cares, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think to that point, like, when we bring on new SDRs, um, we won't release them to the phones, so to speak, until they fully understand and can internalize not what we do, but the problems that we solve. And the problems that we solve, to your point, to different personas, right? So for the marketing for the marketing teams, it's getting enough leads into the top of the funnel. You know, for on the sales side of the house, it's okay. Let's make sure that you're engaged with the decision makers. Let's make sure that the deals are moving through the funnel uh, as expeditiously as you want them to, right? So, but again, it's like it's fairly easy to describe what we do to an extent. I mean, I'm oversimplifying here, but if you can't actually articulate the pain point that you're solving for and how you solve for that, then it's back to the drawing board. And I think that's a mistake that I see a lot. And I, I've listened to some webinars on, uh, you know, crappy emails or, or bad calls for that matter. And if there's a common denominator uh, of what is gone wrong there, it's exactly that. Just all products puke and nothing about the challenges or the pain points that you solve. Yeah, and because it's tougher. It's a lot harder to 
take the training from the perspective of, okay, for example, new SDR comes in. They don't know anything about the product. They don't know anything about the industry. They've never been an IT security professional, for example. You know, they don't understand who they're calling and what their pain points might be. And, you know, it's a lot easier to just give them, a pro, you know, all the information about your product and how it works and stuff like that. And then just say, hey, get on the phone and start dialing. You know, it's it's harder, I think, from, from your perspective as an SDR manager to go, okay, like new SDR, first, we're going to start with the people. The, you know, here are the personas that we're calling. Then we're going to talk about what pain points they have, right? And then we're going to talk about how our product solves those. And I think it's time for SDR managers and sales trainers and stuff to step up and, you know, understand that and, and try to help SDR so they don't, they don't just, right, start spamming people. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, you know, uh, I think SDRs or the sales development function uh, for a lot of companies is entry level. And, you know, we're no exception here. We have a lot of recent grads, but it's to your point, it's just focusing on, you know, how to really articulate a pain point and the solution for it that I think bodes uh bodes well for us and really drive success. Yeah. The other thing that you, that you hit on that I just wanted to mention really quickly um, is we kind of adopt this philosophy here. Like you're always interrupting someone, right? Because look, I mean, a lot of, yeah, the sales development, there's the inbound component, sure. But a lot of it is in fact the cold outreach. So one thing that I've read about and which I personally believe in is I, I kind of just cringe when I hear an SDR going, hey, David, it's Jake with Discover Org. How's it going today? That might seem silly, but it's like, do you care how their day is going? And I don't mean like in an inhumane way. I just mean like genuinely, like, do you really care? And if you don't, then like, that's okay. But don't go that route. Like, hey, David, it's Jake with Discover Org. Does that sound familiar? Just like jump into it, you know, because the small talk, like you're disrupt, you're interrupting their day. And I think especially when you're calling, you know, high level folks or, or, or senior uh VPs or, or C-level folks, like the quicker you can just get to it, they're more appreciative. And quite frankly, I think they're more inclined to be open to a demo. I completely agree. I mean, get to the point. If you don't, if you beat around the bush at all, you really only have that first five to 10 seconds to make an impression. And that, it, you know, they picked up the phone. Why are you calling? What do you want? <laughs> you know, go. And so I would say, you know, anybody listening, get extremely good at the first five to 10 seconds of the call. I mean, start there. Like, don't mention, I noticed you downloaded a white paper. Don't talk about, my, I, I want to talk about my product. Uh, hi, how you doing? All that stuff. Get rid of it. Just get to the point. Why exactly are you calling? And, you know, what pain point are you trying to solve? How do you help people? If they're interested, you might buy another five to 10 seconds. If they're not, move on to the next one. Right. So <laughs> I agree. I think you hit on something big there, right? It's like that five, that first five to 10 seconds, that's like the, the, the toe in the door. But then you have to buy yourself or earn, I should say, the next five to 10 seconds. And then you have to earn the next 15 to 20 seconds and the next 30 seconds. And ultimately, you have to earn the demo. But it is a matter of escalation and really, really earning each component to it. So, yeah, I, I agree, David. Yeah, you got to start somewhere, you know, that's because, it. I mean, you can sit on the floor with the SDRs and especially new folks, they're just cranking out calls and just getting shot down one after another. And it's like, after a while, you got to realize, hey, let's start with baby steps. Five to 10 seconds for the first one. Can you buy the next five to 10 seconds? And then get extremely good at that first five to 10 seconds before you move on. Uh, yeah. But 
Jake, let me ask you one other thing. Um, I think, you know, a lot of people that are listening are, are interested in, um, you've, you've worked your way up the ranks. You're a manager now. Um, you're starting to understand what it's like to, to lead and be, you know, be an exec at the executive level. Um, have you thought about, or have you given some, some consideration to your next five to 10 years, your next step, whether it be sales, sales management, marketing, something completely different? Where do you see yourself go- going with this? Yeah, it's a good question. It's a fair question. I mean, I think uh, the path I'm on, quite frankly, as it pertains to Discover Org, you know, Discover Org is a company that's just growing so quickly where if you were to say to me, hey, Jake, and when I started, hey, Jake, in uh, a year and a half, you're going to be managing 25 SDRs, I would have said, wait, we're going to have 25 SDRs? Are you kidding me? You know? <laughs> so uh, so from that perspective, you know, certainly here, um, I think definitely, I, I don't think that I'll ever want to completely abandon being on the phones. Like there, there's something to be said for uh, just kind of having those little victories, right? You know, whether it's getting the demo or getting the deal or whatever, like I, I really enjoy that component. And I think that makes it fun and dynamic. You know, I don't, I don't carry necessarily the same quota as the SDRs do here, uh, the majority of the SDRs do here. But that being said, I mean, I'm certainly still on the phones and I never want to completely abandon that. Um, you know, as far as long-term, I, I think, again, sales development is just such an increasingly important function of any company where, look, if you're in sales dev and you're good at it and you like it, stay with it. I mean, I think the future is just really, really wide open for SDRs as a whole. You know, that's why Discover Org as a company exists, right, is to help sales and sales development teams. That's why you have these tools like, you know, sales loft and outreach and whatever else. And like, if you look at the MarTech space, the marketing technology space, I think it was pretty small a few years back. And it's just absolutely exploded. You know, there's so many different nooks and crannies there of companies that solve for these different marketing issues. And I think the the sales technology space is really the same way. And again, that goes back to the fact that because sales development is such a, a critical backbone to any company, it's being talked about at the high level. It's being talked about, you know, amongst the C-suite, amongst the board. They're looking at the KPIs and the metrics that the sales development teams are putting up. For me personally, like that's exciting, man. Like that's just really, really exciting. And I think because of that, like I certainly intend to uh, stay in the the path that I've been on. I love it, man. I mean, you are you're on the the bleeding edge there, and and um, I I think that you know anybody listening, you can have a great career in sales development, and especially here in the Bay. You know, I I'm on the LinkedIn, you know, new job notifications, and probably. Every other day, you know, I'll get they're hiring for managers, they're hiring for directors of sales development, uh, they're hiring for even I see occasionally VP of sales development. So um, it is a thing. It's very established and it it can be a great career. So um, and what I love about it is, um, you know, you really span across department. It never it's never boring. I mean, you're in a marketing meeting, you're in a sales meeting, you're talking to the executives, you're talking to product. um, it's endlessly fascinating. And, uh, you know, I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's got a huge future ahead of us. So, Yeah. I mean, when you look at, and what you just mentioned, when you look at uh, kind of internally here, you know, in my role, it's, yeah, of course, marketing, of course, sales I'm interacting with, but it's the CSM side, the customer success managers, you know, 
because look, they face the same problems that we face internally. So it's speaking with clients and the CSMs. It's speaking with finance, right? And understanding, okay, like if this is our revenue goal, this is how many demos we need, and that's how it breaks down per head. And then again, for us, because we use Discover Org for Discover Org, and we're on the front lines, not only speaking with prospects, but also using our own product, we can really, really heavily, you know, help shape the roadmap for the product itself. That's really cool. And I think that each company is going to have some nuances like that, where, you know, it, it, there's a whole thing of sales development, bridging the gap between sales and marketing. But to your point, David, it, it's just expanding so much beyond, you know, this little siloed kind of, um, you know, younger brother of these other departments and, and really becoming its own true identity and becoming uh, just an exciting space to be part of. You know, I get kind of giddy talking about it, truth be told, but I mean, that's that's how I feel. Nice, dude. I, I do too, man. That's why I put on this podcast. And, you know, if if you haven't listened to it, the, the first episode was, was with uh, Matt Admondson over at Everstring. And we went into depth about the, the potential of, you know, sales development growing up. I, I like your, your analogy to like the younger brother, you know, I mean, sales development's growing up and it's, it's becoming more and more important. Thought leaders like yourself, Jake, is pushing it forward. So, you know, with that, it's been amazing talk. I think the listeners will get a lot of value out of this. Um, I cannot thank you enough for spending a few minutes and, uh, we'll, we'll, um, we'll, we'll get you back on the show with Patrick this time. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, really, really uh, happy to be here. Big fan of the podcast. So definitely uh, keep doing what you're doing. And for the SDRs, keep grinding it away. Book those demos, right? That's what we do what we do. Nice. Well, thanks yeah, a lot, man. man. Yeah, my pleasure, man.